Welcome to On Attachment, a place to learn about how attachment shapes the way we experience dating, love, and relationships. I'm your host, relationship coach and attachment expert, Stephanie Rigg, and I'm really glad you're here. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of On Attachment. In today's episode, I'm going to be offering you five questions to ask yourself before thinking about getting back together with your ex. This is a controversial topic. Whenever I talk about breakups on Instagram or anywhere else, whenever I do a Q&A, I always get a lot of questions around this, around, you know, whether and under what circumstances someone should be considering this, whether it's a good idea. And I have my opinions around that. You know, I might get in trouble for saying this, but my personal view is that in the vast majority of cases, breakups happen for a reason and are usually for the best, even though they can feel so painful and the actual transition process after a breakup is hard and you know, grief stricken and all of those things, even still, I think that in most cases, a breakup happens for a reason. And we should be focusing our attention on holding ourselves through that process so that we can move forward uh, rather than trying to frantically undo it because we don't like the discomfort of the experience. But with that being said, that's not you know, a universal rule. It's not some sort of, you know, blanket dictate that you have to follow. And so in today's episode, I'm hoping that I can offer you some questions that you can sit with, reflect on, be really honest with yourself about, so that if you are staring down the barrel of making a decision, like, should I get back together with my ex? You're at least doing that, having thought through it, and really uh, lent on your more rational, objective, reasonable parts of your brain rather than making a decision based purely on emotion and, you know, pain, fear, grief, loss, longing, all of those things that are so central to the experience of a breakup, because I think that those things can really cloud our judgment and lead us to make decisions that maybe we wouldn't if we were looking at things with a more rational lens. So before I get into all of that, a quick announcement. You've probably heard me speaking about my new course, Higher Love, over the past few weeks. I just wanted to let you know that it is officially live. I launched the course yesterday and have had 50 people sign up in the first 24 hours, which is so incredible. I'm so excited for those people, grateful for the support, proud of them for saying yes to themselves. And I would really love if you are going through a breakup, you've been through a breakup recently, or you know, you feel like you're still carrying some weight emotionally from a previous relationship. You've still got some unprocessed stuff that you feel is impacting the way you live your life, the way you show up in dating or relationships or anything like that really, really encourage you to check out the program. The early bird pricing is available for the next two days. uh, So you can save over a hundred dollars. There's also a payment plan available. All the details are available. If you head to the link in the show notes, as I said, it's a powerful program and I really, really encourage you to check it out. If any of those things I've just spoken to resonate with where you're at at the moment. Okay. So let's dive into five questions to ask yourself 
before getting back together with your ex. The first question that I want to offer you here is, is there any objective, rational basis upon which to believe that the issues which led to the breakdown of the relationship have been resolved or that you know real progress has been made in the right direction with respect to these issues? So this one is really important because I think as soon as a relationship ends, uh, we're really quick to forget all of the bad stuff and we are suddenly overcome with these feelings of longing and sadness and missing someone and, you know, emotional pain, all of these things. And that can lead us to just want to be back with them, right? We just want the comfort of familiarity rather than the fear of the unknown. And because of that, I think people often start backpedaling and making this decision based on hope. And, you know, another way I could put this question is, are you making this decision based on more than hoping that things will be different or wanting things to be different? Now, it's not to say that wanting things to be different isn't a good sign. I think that if you both really do want things to be different uh, and you're clear about where things were broken between you, that's a great start. Uh, But unless you have action to accompany that awareness, that's not going to be enough, frankly. Uh, So if it were me, I'd be looking for clear action steps that are already in motion that you believe are going to really contribute to lasting change in the areas where it counts. So to take this out of the abstract and give you some examples, if your communication was really broken down, if you were unable to argue effectively, if you were unable to have difficult conversations without it becoming very high conflict and charged and, you know, attack, defend, shut down all of that. If that was one of the features of your relationship uh, and you can both acknowledge that and go, yeah, we've got to get better at that, uh, but you don't have a plan, I promise you, you will give it a couple of months and you'll be right back where you started. So one of the, you know, objective sort of rational steps you might be taking is committing to going to couples therapy together and practicing those communication skills or, you know, signing up to an online couples communication course and doing that together or committing to a weekly relationship check-in where on a Sunday morning you sit down and you speak to each other about how you're both feeling about the relationship, any areas that you need to be working on, any concerns that you both have. You know, we really want to add some structure into this idea of change for the better because what happens otherwise is, you know, you can sort of be in agreement that certain things need to change um, and you can have the best of intentions, but if there's nothing, you know, measurable about your relationship goals, then even if you sort of start on the same page, you might have different expectations as to what that looks like going forward on a day-to-day basis, on a week-to-week basis. And then you end up frustrated. One of you is frustrated because you think the other person's not keeping up their end of the deal. You start to get resentful. You start to get angry. uh, And then again, you're going to be right back where you started with the added disappointment and pain of, you know, feeling like you've made a bad decision and that you are in a rinse and repeat and that this person doesn't care enough to make the changes they said they were going to make and blah, 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 right? You can see how that story plays out. So 
having a clear action plan that you are both committed to, that you're both on the same page around, in addition to clear benchmarks and yardsticks by which to assess your progress towards making that change, by which to assess whether things are different and moving in the right direction, uh, that's really, really important because in the absence of that, if you're just getting back together based on wanting it to be different and hoping for things to be different, they almost certainly won't be because that's just not enough. Okay. Question two, if you knew that there was someone out there for you who, you know, was a great fit and who could meet your needs, who you were really compatible with, who you had shared values with, would you still be contemplating going back? This question is really getting at, am I settling? Am I doing this out of fear of being alone? Am I going back to them because I'm worried I won't find someone better, even though the relationship had a lot of problems? A sort of spin-off from this question, which is in the same vein, is if I knew that there was going to be an end date to my pain and my grief, would I still be contemplating going back? So for example, if someone had a crystal ball and could say in six weeks, you'll be fine. You'll move through the other side of it. You'll emerge from the tunnel and you're going to feel better. Would you still be contemplating going back? Now, both of these questions kind of get at, am I just doing this because I'm scared? And because the unknown of where I am right now is too overwhelming for me that I just want to return to some sort of certainty even if that certainty isn't what I truly want, it's just the comfort of familiarity. So asking yourself, if I knew there was someone out there for me and or if I knew that there was going to be an end date to my suffering, would I still be thinking about going back to this person? And you know, while I, I don't have a crystal ball and I can't tell you when you will be feeling better, I can tell you that you will be feeling better eventually. And I can also tell you that there are many, many, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people out there in this big wide world um, who you could very happily build a beautiful relationship with. So whilst I can't tell you those things with any certainty and part of the process of moving through a breakup is increasing our capacity and tolerance for uncertainty and unknowns and you know, the mess of being in those big emotions, I can tell you that those are not good reasons to go back to a situation which wasn't healthy and wasn't serving you. Okay. So the next question is, if you are being honest with yourself, does getting back together feel like growth or regression? Does it feel like you are moving forwards in your life or does it feel like you are slipping backwards? This is a big one. I think it's an important one. And I think for most people, and again, maybe I'm biased because as I said, my personal view is that breakups tend to be overdue more often than they are premature. But I think that for most people, growth looks like learning from the past, but moving forward uh, rather than trying to rewrite the past or change the past by going back. So asking that, if I'm being honest with myself, does getting back together feel like growth or regression? I think is a really important question. And then, you know, if it doesn't feel like growth, then trying to believe in yourself and muster the courage to make a decision based on growth and to follow your growth edge rather than shy away from it because you are strong enough. 
Okay. That turned into a pep talk, that question. (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, Okay. The next question is, do I miss the idea of the relationship or do I miss the reality of it? This is another really big one because as I said, as soon as we're away from the relationship, we feel the lack of it very quickly and we suddenly are overcome with these feelings of loss and longing and missing them. And it is amazing how quickly we develop amnesia (laughs) around what the reality of that relationship was like. And, you know, it sort of makes sense when you think about it, all of the things that were challenging and difficult and stressful on a day-to-day basis are suddenly not there, right? You're not exposed to those things anymore. They're sort of no longer applicable or relevant to your life. So things like your partner being untrustworthy or unreliable or emotionally distant or overbearing or controlling or feeling like they ignored you or feeling like they didn't try to understand you or whatever other things, whatever other dynamics existed in your relationship, conflict, communication breakdown, all of those things that can really profoundly impact the day-to-day reality of being in a relationship. As soon as a relationship ends, a lot of those things are likely to evaporate or at least, you know, the extent to which you are affected by them uh, falls away. Uh, And all you're left with is missing the good things. And there will be good things, right? What I often say to people is even unhealthy relationships are not 100% bad. There are always going to be good things about a relationship. There are always going to be certain needs that are being met, needs for comfort, needs for certainty and security. Again, even if a relationship is unhealthy, at least you kind of know what you're going to get and your system becomes very attached to knowing that and attached to the routine, even if it's dysfunctional. So it's very common that after a relationship's ended, we find ourselves no longer remembering how bad things were and developing this amnesia around the day-to-day stresses that that relationship brought. And at the same time, feeling the lack of all the positives that the relationship might've had, you know, someone to spend time with, someone to tell about my day, uh, someone to sleep next to at night, all of those things, which, you know, are totally valid, but again, not enough of a reason to get back together with someone uh, when there were all of these other aspects of dysfunction or, or unhealthy dynamics that accompanied those positives. So asking ourselves, do I miss the idea of the relationship or the reality of it? Am I looking at a complete picture when I'm telling myself that I miss this person? And I think that getting pretty clear around that and, you know, just as a side note, an exercise that you can do is writing down like all of the things that were hard about that relationship and reminding yourself of it when you fall into those traps of really missing someone and longing for them and wanting to speak to them and wanting the comfort of them reminding yourself of what the reality of that relationship was like, all the things that were not working and that were not healthy and that caused you a lot of stress and pain while in the relationship. I think keeping our eyes, you know, clear and open around the full picture of, of what that experience was like is really important. Okay. The last question that I want to offer you here is would the people in my life whose opinion I value and trust, so that might be trusted close friends, family members, anyone who you really, 
you know, respect and admire and who you know cares about you, would they be in support of your decision to get back together with your ex? Now, I want to add some caveats to this one because I think that people's feedback is valuable and important again when they're people, you know, whose opinion we value and respect. I don't think that we should let other people make those decisions for us. And I think we should absolutely be discerning around what feedback we take on. But at the same time, I think it's a bit of a, you know, red flag, so to speak, when we notice ourselves insulating ourselves from feedback, uh, when we sort of push all of that away and just tell ourselves, oh, they don't understand, they wouldn't get it, they don't know so-and-so like I do, and really rejecting the advice of the people that we love and that we know love us. I think that that can signal that we might be in denial and not wanting to face reality. And again, that we're, we're making a decision from a really emotionally tender and vulnerable place Whereas the the people that love us and that we love are sort of one step removed from that and are able to look at the situation a bit more objectively and, you know, can have a perspective and can offer a view of the situation that we might be missing. So I think that opening ourselves up to some feedback from people in our lives that we respect, that we trust and, you know, seeing what they think about the idea of getting back together, seeing what their reaction is, seeing what their, you know, words of warning might be around that, seeing if they're worried about us or have any concerns around that as a suggestion. I think that we at least have to be open to the idea of feedback because as I said, I think it's a bit of a a warning sign if we are isolating ourselves and not wanting to hear anything from anyone, telling ourselves that nobody understands. I think that those really close people in your life probably know you better than you might think and certainly want what's best for you and care about you. So you owe it to them and to yourself to at least listen. Okay. So those were five questions to ask yourself before getting back together with an ex. I really hope that this has been helpful. As I said at the beginning, definitely not trying to lay down the law on what you can or can't or should or shouldn't do with your life, with your relationships. And of course, every situation will be different. But I also think that, you know, breakups represent a huge growth opportunity. And I would hate for you, if you're going through this, uh, to shy away from that growth opportunity and to collapse into the story that you're not strong enough and that you can't do this and that you need to go back, Uh, particularly if to go back would be to settle, to compromise heavily on, you know, what you believe you deserve, what you're worth on getting your needs met, all of those things. Uh, We don't want to go back if that would be shrinking or regressing or settling. So making sure that you're being honest with yourself, that you're really clear around this, Um, and making that decision based on more than just missing someone and more than just, you know, loving them and them loving you. Unfortunately, love is not enough to carry a relationship. We really do need more than that. So I hope that this has been helpful. Again, if you're going through this, I really encourage you to check out Higher Love. It's a really powerful, comprehensive, packed program with so many resources and tools uh, that will 
be very supportive for you if you're going through this. So definitely check that out. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a rating, a review, or share it with someone in your life who's going through a breakup themselves. I really appreciate you helping to get the word out. But otherwise, thank you so much for joining me and I really look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks guys. Thanks for joining me for this episode of On Attachment. If you want to go deeper on all things attachment, love, and relationships, you can find me on Instagram at stephanie underscore underscore rig or at stephanierig.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. It really does help so much. Thanks again for being here and I hope to see you again soon.